Welcome to the K Podcast. We're going to have a fun time talking about sports, a little bit about life, but ultimately just getting away from the negativity of the world. If you do want to interact with us, we do have an email, the cave in Kansas, Kansas abbreviated 15 at gmail.com, all lowercase. Caves takes it to the next level. We're going to start with the Pirates. Dear God, thank you for this week. Thank you for everything you've done for us, the opportunities you've given us, and the people that we got to interact with. I pray that you keep us all safe this next week and give us opportunities to grow in faith and to also meet people that we might not have uh, reached out to if otherwise before the, if you didn't uh, lead us to. We thank you for everything you've done and you will do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our next, the next on the agenda, bad joke, but this week, I won't be doing them. Noah will. We'll see who has a better dad jokes. You already know I'm gonna dominate this section of, of the, the podcast. I'm very good at this stuff. Dad jokes, just my thing. You ready for this one? Ah uh, boy, I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. Oh. <laughs> Paint me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh man. Time for the icebreaker. Alright. Would you rather speak all languages or be able to talk with animals? I'll start. So so wait, so if we're gonna talk with animals, I just right now, like me, we able to talk to angel animals, but not speak in like normal language. Like, You'd be able to speak your language. You wouldn't be able to speak all languages. You want to start? You want me to start? You go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna think about this one. I would uh, talk to animals because, in my opinion, um, humans aren't that very, uh, very good, you know, good at that and stuff. And I kind of want to know what an animal thinks. To be honest, like I know I'm just talking to them, but at the same time, you kind of wonder how they think when you talk to them. So, I definitely talk to animals. Yeah, I would agree. I would want to speak to animals too. They're always. You look at a dog; they always look guilty. This one, I just want to know what goes through their head. Now, what What do the words sound like? Well, that's not the point. That's not you. Just be able to like talk. Like you wouldn't like actually talk. You'd just be able to like understand them. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. You would just say n- normal words, and you'd understand them. They'd understand you. Either way, I think we both wrote a point. Talking <laughs> to animals, I get I get people's fascination with that was talk, speaking all the language, but I feel like it's better to talk to animals. That was the question you asked. That was the that was the question. That was terrible. That was a great icebreaker question. Talked about this last week. Oh my! Will Kevin Durant ever get traded? A week later, and we're still in the same situation. Well, next week he'll be in the same situation too. So. What I've hear, it, it might be a long, long time before he gets traded. Talk about October, November. Long time. He'll be like thirty-eight. He'll probably retire the next time he gets no, traded. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Like age-wise, I'm just saying like, got, you got a couple months. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens early, but I haven't heard a lot about it. I don't, I don't think his his teams have changed much. I know DeAndre Ayton just got signed back to the Suns, so that's that's better for them. Who'll be traded first, Kyrie? KD. KD. 
to be honest with you. I think they're gonna Ky- get more back out of him. Yeah, I think they're more worried about KD because you'll get more from him. I think Kyrie doesn't have much value left, and no teams are like pushing for him. Like what I've heard is almost every team is called for KD. So, well, yeah, every team. That would be that would be wrong of every team to do that. Not call. I mean, he's, he's KD. You have to at least try to do. You know, the it's 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 a generational talent. There's only a few just teams. Can't be, there's only a few teams in the NBA that can give give up for KD. True. Once we get the Donovan Mitchell trade, there was a rumor that came out with the New York Knicks. Um, I want to look at what what they had to offer and what if it died. It, it was declined. Um, but we'll see what it uh. We'll see. What do you think about the trade? Go ahead and talk about it. And I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, the Jazz are getting a lot of picks, and I think they're also getting a very good young core back too, which helps. But what matters, what values more, is the picks right now in NBA today. It was like a six first round, I think it was. All right, six first round picks: Quentin yeah. Grimes, Obi Toppin, Malik Bride, and Emmanuel Quickly. So three guards and a former guy. top top ten pick in the last two or three years. Plus, are they protected? Are the picks protected? There'd be a couple of them would be, but still, it's still first round pick. That's a lot. I think Utah obviously would have won that trade. That's like a Paul George and OKC trade. Uh, Paul George to the Clippers. The different situation though there, the Clippers didn't. They already had. They just got Kawhi. Didn't give. Didn't give up anything for him, and they were trying to contend right away. New York with Donovan Mitchell by himself is not a contender. No, they they they're gonna need another piece. RJ is young. I don't think he's ready for. Uh... Oh, they got Brunson too now. They. It should be Brunson at one. They can make Donovan a run. Donovan at the two. RJ at the three. Julius Randle at the four. And Mitchell Robinson at the five. They can make a run. But that's they, a, they're not title contenders, though. I'd say that's, that's probably a top three seed in the East, to be honest. But I don't think they contend in the playoffs. Contend in the playoffs means they can be in the playoffs. No, like, I don't think they, they would do well a in the A title playoffs. contender. They're a regular season team. Okay. I think they'd be a regular season team. I mean, not nothing to Donovan Mitchell. He's a great player, playoffs and regular season. He's proven playoffs that he can play. But I don't think the team around him has enough experience to go anywhere. But they'd be a good team. The Las Vegas Summer League is wrapping up, and been a lot of a lot of very good play. A lot of interesting, pretty competitive this year. It was, and I like to see that there was no four and zero teams. And no top picks ended up in the finals, but a lot of top, you know, first round picks performed. Mm-hmm. You got Paulo Bonquero, who got shut down because they Magic has seen enough. They've seen enough, but he played very well. Yeah, I mean, from one, two, I think he played through two or three games, and none of them he struggled. Did the Rockets shut down Jabari? They did, and he. St- they, that's a different conversation. He did struggle at first, 
bad. He cannot shoot to save his life. But I think everybody knew that Chet Holgram and Paolo were the better right now. Mm-hmm. And Jabari would be good, but not yet. But they don't they don't need him to either. No, the Rocks aren't trying to do anything right now. So, but uh, we'll talk about Chet Holgram. And I mean, it, as a Magic fan, a lot of I heard they're not mad about passing up on Chet Holmgren, Holmgren because of what they've seen. But at the same time, they wouldn't have been wrong if they would have picked him. OKC looks very, very good with him in his, their future. I we, saw... We, you don't want to get too hyped now. I get it. I get it. It's summer league. But I think you saw the flashes that he, his skill was there. Yeah. He needs to gain weight. It showed that when he, Kenny Lofton Jr. undrafted Memphis Grizzlies player bullied him in the paint at six six, three hundred pounds. Well, that that's a straight linebacker. Yeah, but you gotta gain you gotta gain some weight because you're gonna get some big dudes. Joel Embiid. Embiid will bully him. Giannis. Giannis. Aiton. Anthony Towns. Aiton. Oh, yeah, Aiton back on the Suns. Yeah, back on the Suns. What's interesting? He was gonna sign with the Pacers. And then they basically said, "No child, you're back." Do you think he was really? That thought he was going to sign with the Pacers, were really okay with that, or he was like, oh, it's the best deal I got, so might as well, and I know they're going to match it. I think he signed with someone. He wanted to know, he wanted to know what team he was going to play for next year. And he's like, I'll just take this. I feel like he knew he was going to come back, no matter what the price was. I imagine the Pacers must have offered him the best deal because I was like, the Pacers, I don't... There must have been a lot of incentives in that deal. From what I've seen, it, it's, it's a... Four year, one thirty three, could go up to like one sixty. So. Yeah, if he goes to all NBA and all that, all, all NBA, all star, MVPs, yeah. any of that. Look at that, Chet Holgram's plus minus though. A stat that I saw. I mean, it is the summer league, and uh, they did shut down a lot of players early, like Josh Giddy and um, De- Usman Diang didn't play or any of our top picks, but he was at plus sixty six with him on the court. OKC was plus minus twenty. That's a stat to watch. I think obviously it's an inflated as heck because we did play the Jazz, who were terrible, and it's still summer league. So you have to put that in a factor. But you can see he does make an impact on the floor. Yeah, he he's gonna bring a lot to our to the team next year, and bring it defensively for sure. That's what what they needed. They were one of the worst defensive teams last year. Bringing Chet helped a lot, and we brought in a couple uh, more guard and forward defenders. Uh, so hopefully next year will be a good year for us. I think uh, looking at OKC, I was very imp- impressed by the play of a couple players. First of all, Josh Giddy looks like a star. It looked like he was wasn't even trying, putting up triple doubles, getting assists, and sh- he shot the belt well. And that was the biggest thing for him coming in the summer league. None of the the summer league doesn't not going to show you if he's if a player's going to be good or not. But the fact that he's making his shots has nothing to do with who's with who's playing against him. That's what's important. So it's it's good to see that. And Jalen Williams from Santa Clara looked very good. I mean, for somebody who was supposed to be a developmental, he looked very ready to play in the NBA. It is summer league. But he looked good. And I, I think Poku has grown a lot, too. Here's a question for this regular season. 
in the last seconds for your tie right now for game winning shot uh would you want the ball to be in Giddy's hands or Shai? Shai. Because I think he Josh Giddy is great. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time Shai can can make a shot and he can pass the ball. He understands how to do both. I think Josh Giddy they're not as worried about him taking a, a deep three-pointer because they know he's not probably not going to make it. So Well, they got to worry about the inbound pass Yeah, with Josh Giddy. J.I., like you said, can drive. He, I think he's like top five in isolations in the league. Um, step back three, mid-jumper, go get a foul. Yeah, I think he's, he's more developed when it comes to, to scoring a ball. I think you want Josh Giddy on that inbounds pass because he is such a good passer and has so so much accuracy. It's great to see. Breakout NFL players. I saw a tweet from PPF on Twitter. We're going to look at these five players. See what your reaction is to these five breakout players' predictions. He's in order? No, no, no. There's five like players that I thought they could break out. Okay. Number one, Jerry Judy. How do you feel? Jerry Judy. No, let me hear the list. The whole list? Yeah. All right, we got Jerry Judy, Quiddy Pay from the Colts, Jeff Okuda, cornerback from the Lions, Rashad Bateman, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, and Joe Tyrone Shonika from Buccaneers. Don't even know who the last guy is. Um, got all, You can rake out. You got a lot I, of room. I guess. Um... Jerry Judy seems like he's on that list every year, ever since his rookie. Um, well, he's only rookie, rookie like. Well, two it's, years okay. Ago. Well, it seems like he's on some breakout list. Well, it helps a star QB comes along. And yeah, now he's got QB Russell Wilson. Um, the Colts one, the wide receiver QB Pay. Did I say Quiddy Pay. Alrighty, he's an edge rusher. Oh yeah, Colts defense, top five. And he showed he showed a lot of uh, this is going to his third year. He showed a lot of potential his first year. Showed up his second year, played well but not great. I think this is the year that he could break out. Jeff Okuda got hurt at the end of the season, so I could see why they can say that coming off playing the his rookie season, get down underneath his belt, coming back stronger from an injury. The Lions might maybe not make a run. Well, and you look at their um, their changes they made. They have one of the best off seasons, in my opinion, the Detroit Lions. They have pressure now, which is a big part as a corner. The fact that QBs don't have all day for to read the wide receiver and the cornerback because they're getting they got they got pressure in their face right away. So they have to make a decision. And I think Jeff Okuda, watching his tape that he, this this season, he's a lot more disciplined than he was with his footwork. And a lot, a lot of guys, it's a big problem coming into the league. They're big playmakers. They want the – because in college, you know, you can rate a quarterback like easy. So they jump on everything. And I think I saw a lot of discipline. He's going to get – he not might not get, a, you know, 11 interceptions like Diggs, but I think he could be a lockdown corner in the league. And Rashad Bateman, how do you feel about that? He's going to be wide receiver one on that team. With I feel like brown. the Baltimore might run like 50 times a game. So, 
I'm not sure if you can really call that a breakout for Bateman. You probably the top target though. You talked about yeah. the skill wise. He was one of the most skilled players on that team coming into last year on wide yeah. receiver. Unfortunately, he gets hurt. Doesn't get the you know the reps he wanted when he did get back late in the year. I think he's a guy. If they decide to pass the ball, he's the number one option. And lastly, Joe Tyrone Shokina from Buccaneers. Very young guy, and uh, he has nobody, a lot of potential. Nobody knows him. Nobody knows him. I do him. know him. He's from the Buccaneers and Edge Rusher. Edge Rusher came out of draft last year, a late pick. He has shown a lot of potential in his workouts with the Buccaneers. Regarded their O-line is not as good as it used to be. But he's getting past that Bucks O-line a lot faster than, than a lot of players. They still got a lot of weapons. I think what you're looking at is the Buccaneers are going to have a lot of attention with Barrett and David and Vita Vea. Who's the guy on the side that nobody's looking at? It's the speedy edge rusher. He's going to come in for a couple sacks. He ain't doing nothing next year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. ESPN came out with a top 10 list. Timeout, timeout, timeout. Since we're talking about NFL now, do you know? I'll give you three tries to guess. Do you know the most expensive offense? Most expensive offense this this year? This year. Cowboys? Nope. You won't guess this. There's no way. Jaguars? No. They're probably the cheapest. Nah, they're putting a lot of money on their wide receivers. Got a lot of rookies, though. Expensive offense. Yeah, one more try. Expensive offenses. I mean... It's got to be thrown out there since they got a lot of wide receiver depth. This, this is a shot in the dark, though. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you're definitely going to miss this <laughs> after you just said that. The Rams. No. <sighs> Detroit Lions. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it makes sense because their O-line is very good. So an O-line may get paid the most on offense. Well, you got Jared Goff getting paid like $40 million. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that one, were you? No, I was That's not who I would have thought when you would have said top most expensive offense for sure was going to be. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? They're going to be the worst offense. No, 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 no. They're going to be. No, 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 no. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Take back your comment. Well, you're getting kicked off this podcast. That is disrespectful. Detroit Lions stand up. Going to be a top seed in your division, making the playoffs at 9-7. Who would be worse than them? There's a couple teams. Seahawks? Who they got? They got wide receivers. Who they got to throw to them? Drew Locke? Who cares? The team's buns, okay? Chicago Bears. Drew Locke on Denver was even the worst offense. It might as well have been. Didn't matter. And then you look at Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, I like his, think he can grow a lot, but they ain't got no weapons. Ain't nobody. All right, just go, no go on to QB rankings. All right, QB. We're gonna each week we'll look at a different list for the each position ranking. Last week we went over the cornerbacks. If you missed that, it was interesting to say the least. This week we go to quarterbacks, a highly important position in this day and age in the play style. I'm gonna go through ten to one. 
honorable mention it first and then we'll get your reaction honorable mentions for the list Lamar Jackson Derek, Derek Carr Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins oh Kirk Cousins <laughs> <laughs> received votes but uh he's just talking about honorable mentions <laughs> was that in like order like Lamar was fourth I have no idea oh <laughs> it doesn't say Alright, number 10, Dak Prescott okay. from the Dallas Cowboys. Highest ranking, number 7. Lowest out of the top 10. Okay. He's regular season QB, though. He is 28 years old and got a bag while he was on the surgery table. Might as well have been. Number 9, Deshaun Watson. Highest was number 4. That dude, lowest he is rank not playing. Out of the top 10. Don't ever, he's not playing. There's no way. 25 lawsuits against him. No, it was 30. So, it was 25 at the time of this list. I okay. apologize. 25 at the time of the list. We're going to 26-year-old. Probably won't play in the NFL again. Kind of a iffy move. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Newest Denver Broncos quarterback. Highest rank was four. Lowest rank out of the top ten. How do you feel about Russell Wilson on number eight? I'm just confused why Deshaun's on there. He hasn't played football for a year. Well, okay, we'll move on then. Number seven, Justin Herbert. High ranking was number five. Yeah. Lois was no, out of the top ten. Okay. Last year, he ranked number nine. He was projected to break out a little bit. He's like... Had a gr good year, but not a great year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that ranking. Uh, I think he could be higher next year. Number six, Matthew Stafford. Highest rank, somebody ranked him number three. Lois was out of the top ten. Last year, he ranked number six. Did not go up or down his QB rankings. Okay. They just won a Super Bowl, though. Yeah. So who cares? Gotta give it to him. Number five, Joe Burr. Joe Burrow. Joe Cincinnati Bengals. Highest ranked number two. Lowest ranked out of the top ten. And last year, he came in the honorable mentions. Did not make the top ten last year. But was coming off an injury. Has to be said. Is 25. Has a lot of room to grow. Could be the top QB for a long time. Number four, Tom Brady, falling down on this list. His highest ranked was number one. Lois was number eight, and he was third last year. Has to be said, did retire for two months. So, Tom Brady, known for working out as soon as he was done with the season, didn't work out for two months. So, maybe that affects their voters' fatigue. Number three, Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. Highest rank was number one, lowest number seven. Comes in last year at number five, even though he was the highest MVP ranking out of Las Vegas's odds. Still number three this year. Number two, Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Highest rank was number one, lowest number five. Last year he was ranked number one, so falls off a little bit. Wait, someone put him at number five? Someone put him at number five. Oh, my. Uh, but he did lose his best receiver, so that could affect the, the voting a little bit. And number one, to no one's surprised to be left off this list, Aaron Rodgers, highest ranked number one, lowest ranked also number five. I don't know who put Aaron Rodgers number five. but That's insane. Last year was number two. It is iffy to me that Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams still is number one. Well, those first three can put in any order you want your preference. After that is 
wherever you, however you like to play, like watch play. Yeah, he's it. It's you're good either way. I mean, they're all three good. I, I'll go I Tom am Brady. a Bills fan, so I would obviously put Josh Allen number one. But oh, that's bias. I didn't say it wasn't. I said I'm a Bills fan. <laughs> but you know, looking at the ESPN rankings, uh, Russell Wilson is the only QB here with a new team. Can he go up to a top three by the end of next year? That would be a very big jump. I'll put him in top five though. Take Brady spot. But uh, top three that would take that would take a lot. And something I've heard a lot of about the Denver Broncos team. Nobody's picking them to win the Super Bowl, but at the same time, for real, nobody would be surprised if they made it there. That's what I've heard a lot of. Well, that goes for a lot of uh, AFC teams. It seems like there's, I mean, it's a loaded AFC. So, other than the Bengals and the Bills, and maybe you throw in the Chargers, I've talked about consideration. Everybody is a, I wouldn't be surprised team. The, the AFC West division games, those are the entertaining. They're going to be fireworks every week. That is a. That is a all of those weeks, pardon injuries, will be exhilarating to watch. I mean, those are AFC Championship possible games every yeah. week almost. And you talk about AFC games in general. You talk about ten of the fifteen teams are teams, honestly, that could have made it to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. If if it was the top fourteen teams, not the top seven from each each uh, conference. Now we go to the MLB, the weekly subject, MLB who's hot and who's not. Back to Jonathan this week. I took a took a leave of absence, and I t- took over for a week, but the comment said, what, well, Jonathan picked the hot who's not. So let's hear it. Basically, they said you suck. But, uh, all righty, who's hot? Pay, you guys paid attention a little bit of baseball? Seattle's gotta be who's hot they're winning 14 games in a row they're just riding a hot line going into break they get four days off now it's gonna be interesting when they come back what's gonna happen what they did what they what did they do in those four days did they eat a lot or did they just keep the grind going hopefully they kept the grind going because right now no one's stopping them now who's not Oh boy, they've been on this list for a couple times for the cold. Chicago Cubs. One in nine, their last ten. They are wooey. They are not good. They just came off a win on Sunday, so that means they were 0 and ten in the last ten. I think you got you gotta mention Washington Nationals. Also one in nine in the last. So, not a, there's a lot of division right now. You're starting to see the, you know, the contenders and not contenders. But at the same time, it's not my it's not my subject. It's Jonathan, so we're gonna go with the two he got. Looking at the All Star Weekend, it's coming up. We got the Home Run Derby. Yes, sir. And 
the All-Star game itself. I can't watch the All-Star game. I'm going to go over the um, starting lineups just for a second, and then we'll talk about who's in the the Homer Derby. Okay. Wait. From the American League at catcher from Toronto, got Al Durando Kirk. If I said that wrong, I apologize. That was so wrong. I apologize because I do not know who you are, to I'll, be honest. Oh. <laughs> I had to be honest. It could be a very good player. I you don't watch just Toronto. Say the last name. It's all right. At first base, <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr., also there from Toronto. Get both. They get two uh, starters this year. Not the only team to do that, but we'll see them more later, even in the American League. Second base, to no surprise, Jose Altuve. Dude owns a position, basically. Um, yeah, so he came in because of an injury. He didn't actually get voted as the second baseman to start. Who was DJ Lemayhu, probably? Yeah. Um, No, he, he is injured, I said. Oh, he is injured? Yeah. Okay. So, third base from Boston... Raphael Devers. Such a cool name, Raphael. You know, I, I only think of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I think That's of That's all right. So That's cool. That is a pretty cool show. Yeah. Good movies. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, shortstop from the Chicago White Sox, Tim Anderson. We can move on to the outfield. These three, heavily debated to be the top 30 players at least two of them. Two of them from New York, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Really? Both of them making the starting lineup. And, of course, from the Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout. Popularity. As DH comes, no okay. other than Shohei Otani. Yeah, I was going to say Otani. Had to be in there. And uh, the legacy select will also start at DH. I don't think he'll actually start, but he's technically a starter. Miguel Cabrera for his last year. Starting pitcher. Did they do the same thing on the other side? Uh, I think so. Okay. Starting pitcher. They do not have one listed. Who got the most votes? That's Shane probably. McLean. So he'll probably start. The Nationals. Um, we'll go here. It looks like the elected. From catchers from Chicago Cubs just named one of the worst teams in the last week. Contreras. And I'm not even going to say the first <laughs> name because I'm not going to mess it up. It's, it's Wilson, but I didn't know how to say it, so I skipped that. You don't know how to say Wilson? Uh, it looks weird when I looked at it. I'm not going to lie to you. First base oh. from Seattle, Paul Goldschmidt. Man's been going off lately, all year, dinger after dinger. Yeah. That's my guy. I hit dingers all day. That's why I'm here. Second base, Jazz Chisholm Jr. If I said that wrong, I probably did. Sweet, I apologize. It's sweet Jazz. You can call him that. Sweet Jazz from Miami. Yeah. Third base, surprised no one, Manny Machado out of San Diego. Shortstop, Trey Turner out of the Dodgers. Outfield. Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Atlanta Braves. 
Jock Peterson from San Francisco Giants. Well-deserved. And Mookie Betts mm-hmm. from the Dodgers. Yep. The eights, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Two of those players are hurt, will not start. So look at Al- Altuve's uh, replacement starters from Cleveland. Jimenez from Cleveland. He will start over for uh, Altuve. And Byron Buxton will start for Trout, as Trout is also hurt. From the National League, Jeff McNeil will start at second base due to injuries with Chisholm. And William Contrea will start for Harper from Malaysia Braves. Starting pitcher, to no surprise, Sandy Alcatrana. I have no idea how to say your name, but man has been lights out pitcher. He's been very good for the Miami Marlins. Arguably the Cy Young winner already mm-hmm. halfway through the season. So, Looking at the Royals recap for this week, what do you think about their well, home run derby? Who won it? Oh, yeah. Here's your right. prediction. You're right. No, give me a second. I don't even have it pulled up. I didn't even think about the home run derby. Talk about the All Star game for a little bit. Is, is AF, is the American League or National League winning that? Probably National League. Everybody wants to play out West. Everybody does. I'm saying National League's all out West. It's all over, but the good teams are out West. Good players want to go play in California where it's hot. Alrighty, we got the 2020 Home Run Derby participants for this year. The number one seed, Kyle Schwarber, coming in very hot, hitting tons of home runs every game. It seems like every game he's got a multi-home run. This one's a little biased. Albert Pujols, I don't think he was in there because he hit home runs, but it's last year. Just give us the names. Number two, Pete Alonso. Number seven, Robert Kuna Jr. Number three, Corey Seager. Number six, Julio Rodriguez. Number four, Juan Soto. Number five, Jose Ramirez. My predictions? Peter Alonzo. This guy, man, and every year dominates it. That's my prediction. I'm going for the young gun. Julio Rodriguez. I have to. I got to support the young ones. But I can see why they put Pujols in there, too. But that man ain't going to hit a dinger. I bet he hits two. All right, Kansas City Royals, 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. Lost the last three. Close ones, though. And young, a lot of young talent playing as uh, some players just decided not to get vaccinated, couldn't make the trip to Toronto. But it looks good. A lot of the young players I've seen have been impressive. So I'm excited more for the future than this year, to be honest. But, you know, they they still were playing well. No, it's not like they're getting blown out. Mm-hmm. Whit Merrifield, I want you to discuss his, his comments he's made. So, he, as you know, he didn't go on a trip to Toronto because he's not vaccinated. That's not the point. It's what he said about the team. Basically, he said the team sucks, the organization sucks, and we're 20 games under. So why, you know, whatever, to get the shot. The shot does not matter again. It's what he, he called his teammates losers, basically. That dude basically probably ruined his career because no team wants him in that clubhouse. As you're watching the games when the young guys are playing, 
the energy on the field was electric. Everybody was out there. They just wanted to win bad. And you can tell the canter was removed from a clubhouse. Now they got to go back to it. So it's going to be interesting what's going to happen in the next week. I bet he doesn't play in that Royals game. Yeah, it's, it's um, sad to see comments like that, especially as a team who knows that where their this, their future is. He's not a part of that future. I think that's why comments like this are made from him. Bobby Witt is the big part of the future, and that takes Whit Merrifield out of it, mm-hmm. being his age too. Um, sucks to see him go, but at the same time, you say stuff like that, you deserve to go. And then also every year, he hits, he's always on a trade block. It seems like, and to be fair, I don't know how high his trade value really is. Two years making comments nice. like that, making comments like that though, do you really want him on your team? Well, I mean, I think we we're supposed to trade him two years ago. His value was very high then, leading yeah, the league he, in yeah. hits and stolen bases. Would have been good. Yeah, but now we're not going to get anything back from him. Let's look at the player of the week for the Royals. Who do you got for this week? more than one player um, I'm going to give it to the young guys that got called up those guys that's hard to do 10, ten guys they had to call up and they're expected just to win and they play their hearts out so I, I'm going to give it to them they, they didn't press it makes the Royals very excited for their future makes all the fans ready to see them play and to move on from this era of drowniness, as you could say. We'll, we'll see them after a trade deadline. Yep, we'll see. We'll. I think we'll see a lot of those. A lot of a couple of those players stay up. I think, obviously, Ben Intendi, Singer, and all them. They'll come back, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of Ryan O'Hearn come down. Those older guys that they'll have to designate O'Hearn because his options they've used. So they'll have to just cut him basically. Or put them in a trade package, but you'll those guys by trade deadline will be up there again playing big big league baseball. All right, thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast, the edition of the Cave. We'll see you next week with some more talk about sports, and uh, have a great week. Peace.